They thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. So I've been, um, <clears throat> so there's a, so Captain Underpants, you know, the movie that yes. came out, um, uh, there's, uh, the, the con or the guy that the artist and the writer of Captain Underpants also does a, uh, a comic called dog man. And it's, it's like kind of meta because it's written by the kids that do Captain Underpants and they're like supposedly the artist and the author and all that stuff and it's Oh, that's funny. It, but it's it's nice cuz it is it is for like boys my son's age. <clears throat> and like there's like butt humor and stuff like that and it like it makes him <laughs> laugh. So boys um, your son's age and in Mavs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh but it makes me laugh too and what I get to do is because I've been listening, to, you know, I listen to audiobooks all the time. Um, I get to do the the voices for all the characters, mm -hmm. and I try to like be consistent. And I, you know, you know, world building. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There you go. And it, I think, I hope it enhances his his listening, but I know it enhances my my reading. Yeah, because it makes me a lot more interested whenever I'm trying to like switch characters and stuff. So. That's where that uh, let's pod comes from. 
That's nice. one of my characters. Nice. Good character work. Yes. I get into my craft. Yeah, I love it. Um, Speaking of craft. So anyways, yeah, speaking yeah. of craft, craft beer. Yeah, welcome to Brewview Podcast. Uh, you are Brad. I am, as always. Yes. You. I am. I am Andrew. I just am. You just am. Yeah, I just be. Forgive my dog. He's chewing a bone. That's right all right. The, it's all right. It's ambiance. Device. Uh, but we're back again with more movies and more beer. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Three weeks in a row. I know. But we're doing it. But guess Hell what? Hell yeah. We're going to have to take a break coming up here soon. Hell. No, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> it was only a matter of time. But good news. The only person that listens, I'll be with him. And I'll give him my takes on brews and views. <laughs> It'll be like a uh, live. Uh, yeah, a live show. Yeah, a live show. Uh, that was way too hard for me to think of the word show. Uh, anyways, podcasting. It's my first time. Uh, yeah. Where, um, what, do you, what do you got going on with Jimmy? With Jimmy? Oh, uh, oh, I, never mind. The other listener yeah. <laughs> in in Portland. <laughs> what do I got going on with Jimmy? Well, just let me step. You oh, like wait, how I, I another, just assume I that Jim still listens? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't cover what's new with Jim on your other podcast either. That's true. Oh no. Oh, by the way, he's taking over that podcast, or Ryan's taking over that podcast because Jim is now a fisherman. Oh wow! Yeah, and he's he's gotten a boat, and now it's all our YouTube podcast. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought Jim would like a sport that pretty much just boils down to free time? Free time buying a whole lot of fun shit. To- oh uh, yeah, Jimmy, yeah. he's probably got like. <laughs> oh yeah, he probably doesn't have to do anything but flip a switch. Well, no, he just gets into it. He's just like, oh, uh, yeah. Well, we're going to buy this. The purple lights come this. on. Yeah. Purple lights, yeah. He's got the the ground effects for his boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope so. But anyways, yeah, I'm going out to see Devin here soon. I was just yep. texting with him earlier today um, trying to decide what, uh, you know, he was he wants to be a good host. And yep. he was like asking what we were into and stuff, and um, I'm That's I'm into hot. that Portland life. I want to, you know, mm. I want to see Fred Armisen and yeah, you know, kind of be weird. Yeah, you might run into my brother. Probably. Oh, that's right, he's yeah. out there now. He's out there now, and he, um, I, I actually, fun aside, just recently like found him on Instagram. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Just like, like randomly, it was like people. Like if if uh, you if you like this, you may like. Yes, yeah. Your it was brother. like people you may know, the Brendan McGuire. Uh-huh. I do know him quite well. So I click on it to see. Or if, do you? Well, yeah, exactly. So I click on it to see if um, he's posted any like pictures of his place, anything like that, um, and. As we've talked about before, mine's mine's very trimmed down. I just have I keep a uh, twelve photo rotation on mine. His is littered with videos of him cooking. Really? Yes. Is that his deal or no? 
Um, I knew, I knew that he was like into it, but you know better now. Yeah, but this is like beyond what I would have, um, what I would have guessed for him. So pretty cool. Um, I haven't talked to him about it, but you know, yeah, he just like tons of uh, just and and they're all like vegan recipes. So uh, it's funny to see like all these things that are just full on like comfort food. And um, I think the first one I saw was like a vegan buffalo chicken sandwich obviously it's not real chicken it's like satan or something but yeah it's just because the prevailing i guess misconception is that all vegan food is just like bland vegetables right so yeah uh it's interesting he just has tons and tons of different things he must be like making like two meals a day and like editing the videos and pretty cool that's pretty cool yeah uh yeah well yeah so random random aside about someone who lives in portland cool yeah i like it uh but yeah so you've been talking with devin and yeah. you're gonna live the weird life yeah i suppose i'm gonna i'm gonna find what that's all about so mm-hmm. uh he's got me wedged between a uh like a off-roading trip uh, right before I get there, and then once I leave, they go to New Zealand right after that. So, Ooh. rugby trip. Yeah, I'm the meat in a cool. Yeah, cool. cool I'm the dudes. I'm the bland meat in an awesome vacation sandwich. You're the buffalo satan. <laughs> um. So, anyways, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Maybe we'll record something out there. Nice. And send it back because i know that we are going to maybe try to record something out there as span of void but and if we do i don't know we'll see span the nerd maybe we'll uh facetime you yeah record a quick episode or something yeah i think that would be fun yeah absolutely and you know i won't be doing shit hmm. <laughs> well <laughs> it's in it's in the middle of you doing a lot of stuff yeah yeah, this is this is um, <laughs> it ebbs and flows for me. Uh, my sister is coming to town for her twenty first birthday, and end of June, and then uh, is she coming with friends? She's coming with two friends and my sister. Yeah, my okay. older sister, obviously. So I, before that, and like this is me projecting. So I'm like, um, and I'm talking from like a forty year old guy mm-hmm. like uh and, but you're i mean you're 30 so mm-hmm. you're i'm 10 and, years and just older on your last mass podcast you were talking about how you've changed from like you know being at the scene to you know yeah being alone right you know based on your personality test yep uh how how i mean like you, uh, you'll you'll have fun oh but yeah like, it'll be a blast and honestly the the thing too with that is like you can throw that you can throw out the stat books um, <laughs> after a couple high lifes. It's just, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, I still have that that um, that gear in me. Kick so. it up a cup, kick it up a little bit. Yeah, it's just once I leave that gear, it's harder to get back into it the next day. Hmm. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it 
the the other thing about it is like she doesn't really have that gear like she is the like my youngest sister um she is um the most similar to my mom in personality and my mom's just very she likes to talk a lot um but she doesn't really like to um she likes to just kind of be social. She doesn't like to drink. She doesn't like to party. Like she'll have one margarita. Weird yeah. stuff. Weird stuff. All that so uh, self restraint type of thing. Sure, I guess. Yeah. Weird. The, yeah, the first three of her kids don't have that, but whatever. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, well, cool. Yeah. So, anyways, let's uh, let's get into some some beers because mine's almost gone. Yeah, mine is actually. I think I just took the last step. Nope, got it. Knock it out. Knock it out That's the box. Fun. Knock them out the box, Rick. Knock them out. Light. So yeah, I got another great beer. Awesome. Uh, Citraquential is what it's called. Um, let me find it. Uh, it is from Heist, uh, brewing in, uh, North Carolina, Charlotte to be specific. Heist Brewing. Uh, it is a, they called it New England style. Um, I guess it's all citra hops. Uh, but this thing is a... I mean, it, 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 it rates in at 7.1 and a 70 IBU, which I thought this would be more closer to the 90s. Um, it is heavy as far as uh, drinkability goes because it is super good. I love it so much. It's the first sip I had out of it, I was like, this is one of my favorite beers. Nice. And, um, and I, I, as I kept drinking, kept drinking, I still loved every sip of it, even to the last little little swig there I took, uh, which is just, you know, flat old beer at the bottom. But um, it's one of those beers that you probably drink two of them. Mm. And any beer you drink after that might as well be water because you wouldn't be able oh, to taste it. Palate wrecker. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's crushing to that. And, um, uh, it's really like I really like it a lot, um, and it's really hazy. It's got that New England look to it, but man, it, I don't know. I wouldn't consider it like I would consider it like a uh, more of like a Colorado IPA or something like that. You know, not quite a a West Coast, but yeah. there's some of those Colorado IPAs that are real hop hop and heavy uh, hop heavy or mid more of a midwest um something that i guess um is imitating the west coast ipa but just crushes it with hops and sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad but uh i don't know i really like it it's just it's you have to have a palate for it yeah and one of the things i've noticed and i kind of hinted at this in the pre-banter uh pre-show banner mm -hmm. um is that 
like say your go-to beer like you have a go-to beer like other than high life like a, a go-to craft beer um yeah. yeah actually lately my go-to has been um it's called reasonably corrupt and it's a black lager by southern prohibition brewing okay or no but i'm you, sorry by you, great raft brewing um, okay but yeah that's been like if i'm not sure what i want but i feel like a beer I I know the guys next door to the local coffee shop. They've always got a cold can of reasonably corrupt, ready to rock. So one of the things I've noticed is that if I vary, like, because you know my my go to is perpetual. Yes, all the time. If I vary from that, if I go to like let's say a. a too hearted for a week or if i go to another case of you know and it has to be for like a week or two like mm-hmm. like it can't be just for i'll drink one beer and then come back to it it has to be like i get off of this thing and i go for a while and then i come back to perpetual mm-hmm. or whatever it is is that for a point in time that beer tastes different when I come back. I could see that. It I, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like you know when people say your palate changes and all that stuff. Like, yes, you know you can stomach, I guess, different things like bitter things or sour things or whatever it is. You know, as you get older, you can eat meatloaf or you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but this is, it's weird for me. Cause like when I, when I go off of like my normal beer for a couple weeks and then come back to it, I, it, it tastes different. It doesn't taste like I remember it. And maybe that's just a, a weird thing in my head, but I, well, like it seems reasonable in, to me. Like it doesn't seem like. Like, maybe it is completely made up, but it seems logical to me. You yeah. Just get, I, you get used to the I, flavor. You get used to this taste. You get used to how, like, the acidity, um, what it does to your palate. And then you get something else that's, you know, also hop heavy, but different hops. And then you get used to that. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's... It makes sense to me. Whatever, whatever you're uh, selling, I'm buying. You're you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, and and I challenge you, all of you out there, to uh, you know drink a case of Perpetual, <laughs> and then drink a case of a different kind of beer before next week, <laughs> and then go back to the Perpetual and see if you if it changes your mind or if I'm if I'm saying something weird. Yeah. So. I don't know. It seems reasonable to me. Um, but I was also talking to you um, about I made burritos tonight and I made a bunch of peppers. Yes. And I was eating those and, you know, the heat kind of sticks with you, sticks on your tongue a little bit. And I really like the beer I'm drinking tonight. But I told you, I think it would taste, I think I might like it more if I could taste it better and not get so much of the like leftover pepper. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a big thing with pairing, right? Yeah, that's, absolutely. You know, one of the things they, 
need complimentary flavors. That you spend a lot of money and trust somebody is going to steer you in the right direction. Pay someone a lot of money to lie to you. Yes, definitely. So, how were the peppers? They're great. Um, Did a fresh jalapeno, a red pepper, and a green pepper, and uh, some corn. Saute it up a little bit. And, uh, you know, throw it in, uh, dice it, saute it, throw it in a burrito. Tell you what, Brooke got some uh, jalapeno hummus this week. Ooh. Not like a hot hummus, like, but you know, the jalapeno taste in it. Ah, Man, fuck, was that good? Yeah, yeah. And, anyway. and you know, jalapenos aren't too hot, but it does. It sticks with you. But if you, yeah, it, but if you get the actual flavor of the jalapeno instead of yeah. like the, the heat of it, you know. Yeah. But anyways, how was the beer? Uh, the beer is good. Just finished it. Um, it's called Cloud Architecture by Trim Tab Brewing. I know I've had a couple Trim Tabs here early on in our run uh, because I used to get them at Beach Liquors, the beer store I would frequent in oh, yeah. Fort Walton Beach. This was when uh, Trim Tab was just starting up, just starting to distribute, and they had three beers. They had an IPA a rye brown ale, which I loved, and then they changed no. the recipe shortly before I left, Boo. and I was disappointed. And they also had a raspberry Berliner Weiss, which, you know, if you're drinking on the beach, not a bad play. But anyways, they've clearly come a long way, because uh, this cloud architecture is a double dry hopped marshmallow hazy double IPA. Woo. Lot going on in here. Crafted with marshmallow charms, mosaic amarillo, amarillo, and laurel hops. 8.5 ABV. It's got a little bit of sweetness to it. I'm not sure if it didn't say marshmallow in there, if I would be like, okay, that's that's what I'm tasting. But since it does, I think, okay, that's what I'm tasting. And it's just really nice. It's subtle. It's definitely not one of those novelty beers like we've talked about before. It's right. just a big IPA with a little touch of sweetness. Good. Yeah. And uh, so it's uh, brewed in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I am a fan of trim tabs. Roll tab. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Uh, and and uh not go tigers either <laughs> i uh really relished the uh lsu tigers losing in heartbreaking fashion to the seminoles in uh baseball because we were showing it at the bar oh yeah yeah it was a three-game series and they were like lsu was like number five um the seminoles weren't even ranked and uh they, they had a come-from-behind win in game one, and then uh, extra innings, like, a home run win in, in game two. Cool. Yeah, and I loved it because I can't stand. And maybe it's just the ones that come to the bar, but fucking LSU fans are dog shit. Well, every fan, say. every fan base has them. Yeah. 
But well, when it comes to rooting for the SEC, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm going to root for somebody, it's going to be LSU. Well, when it for me, when it comes to the rooting for the SEC, just don't. Just say no. Oh, what are you, a Big Ten guy? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like I grew up in the middle of the map. <laughs> sure am. Go Hawks. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, they're they're everywhere. So, yeah, I, I, I can just, imagine it's just because I'm exposed to it. But if I was living somewhere else, I'd be like, oh, these fans are fucking awful. That's your moderator side of you. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. I'm just being a real idealist right now. All fans suck. <laughs> Equal opportunity hater. Yeah. Oh, that is me. I am a hater. <laughs> I I wear that badge probably. I'm chugging haterade. Oh, did you see the um Oh, we should probably play it. All right, I'm surprised you guys didn't play it. Of uh, uh Brett Hall's uh Oh god. Korea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, he was loaded. And puffy. Yeah, yeah, it was a little uh looking a little um <laughs> drinking a lot of beer, I can tell you that. Uh, I was li- what was I listening? To? I was listening to uh, Lebetard. Yeah, and he was like, "This is almost aggressive towards Gloria. This is almost a Me Too movement." <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> I love it. he was he was blasted. I think I got your number. <laughs> Gloria. <laughs> Gloria, you may want to run. Yeah. <laughs> Brett Hall has got your number, and he is going to beat down that door. <laughs> he's going to step right in your crease. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to score. Yeah. Kane <laughs> style. Uh, yeah. Um, so, trim tab. I actually secured this. Because uh, I walked into the production cooler at work, and we have a marketing shelf. Sometimes people get tossed uh, some brewskis. Really? Yeah. And I saw those, and I was like, I have three of them. Or they have they had uh, two of each of three different uh, trim Stops. tab beers. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm taking one of each of these. And uh, there's, <laughs> there, if anyone asks me, I'll say, yep. I took them and I drank them. Uh, there was no question in my mind that I was leaving with those. Cool. Because I, um, I am a Trim Tab fan, even though uh, I haven't had it in a while. And even though they changed the recipe on their brown ale, that rye brown was phenomenal. Made me made me a fan from the first sip. So yeah. uh, I got a couple more coming up in the next few weeks. But I... <laughs> I uh I'm excited to be drinking some trim tab again. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Well, um now we're done with that. Yeah. Let us um let us talk about some movies. Let's. Uh you know what? I'm going to talk about Private War first, unless you saw it. I did not. No. 
Okay. Did you watch? I uh, I've to watched light. the first. I, like I was trying to get it done before we recorded the night because. Well, you know what? Let's just yeah, talk let, about it. Well, no, let's go private war, and we'll probably get a little more in depth on. Okay. The other one All right. potentially. All right. So private war um, came out last year, I think. Uh, yeah, it came out last year. Sorry, I'm all. Uh, nine, or 2018. Uh, streaming on Amazon right now, starring uh, Rosamund Pike, and that's all you really need to know. Um, uh, this is the story of. Uh, it's based. It's it's based on a book that was written about this uh, uh, war correspondent called Maria Coven. And she was an American journalist who worked for the London Times, I think. I think it was the London Times, but I could be wrong. I mean, you know, uh, journalists will go from paper to paper. But uh, she saw all the major... It it started in like 2000 and like the the movie uh, timeline started like in 2006 or something like that. And it did one of those things where it shows the end of the movie first, like with a couple, like a 15 second uh, pull out view. And then it like present day. And then it goes back to uh, when the story as they consider it starts. And then we build back up to that scene that you see. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, she saw she was involved in all the major conflicts in this century you know whether it's uh like fallujah and all the iraqi stuff or the Syria stuff or stuff in um in africa or wherever it was like she had a i guess a calling to be in combat bat and reported back and uh what this movie does is show the um i guess the the bravery in which it takes to do this but also i hesitate i hesitate to say narcissism but it's a little bit of that or the um what what's another word for like uh compelling um um uh, uh, it's hard to, uh, the Hubris? compulsion, compulsion, compulsion. Okay. I guess, to be in there, uh, at, even at the risk of her, her own safety and her own mental health. Uh, because undeniably, she reported important, very, very important things um, in which changed the way we look at uh, whether whether or not we know it was her that did it, it's her that f- was the first to um, reveal a lot of the uh, heinous crimes that go on during war. And um, but it also took a toll on her and her um, not only physically but mentally. Mm-hmm. And this movie tries to uh, depict both. It, it pictures her as a hero, but it also pictures her as a kind of um, 
to say sadomasochist <laughs> a tortured is soul kind of cold but it it it's hard not to say that because i mean it and so these it's one of those movies where you really want to know what the true story is and like how true is this you know and i think movies these days uh will glamorize some things but they also stay pretty tr close to the truth because if not they'll get called out on it right right so she uh rosamund pike kills it in this role but she has like this weird effect to her voice mm -hmm. and she it's it's hard to get away from because i, I think objectively or what subjectively objectively i think everyone believes like she is uh, rosamund pike is a beautiful woman right objectively yes yes yeah. and she dirties herself up and and you know she's a hard talking hard living hard smoking hard drinking hell yeah lady that um does what it takes to get the job done it, there's no glamour to her other than her will to get the story and like it's almost unbelievable some of the times when she's doing these things but i've done the research afterwards like doing like looking up the youtube videos of her just inter being interviewed and then her, her, uh and i've I've downloaded the book. I'm only halfway through it of her actual life, uh, uh, biography of her life. And it's pretty true. And it's, um, you know, people willing to tell, like, and I think throughout this, our podcast, I think there's been a couple times where we talk about journalism. And I get pretty, yeah. and I think you, you are as well. We're pretty, um, we, we appreciate those people that put themselves on the line to bring those stories out. And, yeah. you know, when everyone says fake news, um, there's people out there actually doing real journalism. And this is one of those people who did that. And right. It's, there's a lot it's of a, shitty stuff out there. Yeah. Of course. Like, you know, yeah. the BuzzFeeds, the HuffPo's. Yep. But there's a there's a certain pedigree that is both essential the, and and undeniably like impressive the stuff that they they really do put themselves on the line. Yes, whether whether or not HuffPo or Fox News, I, who cares if they call themselves journalism journalists? There there are rules for journalism, and there are people that follow those rules. Yeah. And this is one of those people. And to her own uh, detriment. And it's, um, I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but I really love the story. And um, her performance, even though, like, there's points of times I was like, why are you doing that voice? Well, looking back at the YouTube videos of the actual Marie Colvin being interviewed, she is Exactly, it. talking in her voice, awesome. and it is—it's 
pretty impressive. So uh, if you're of the, if you're into that kind of stuff, I would say check it out. Um, I gave it an eight uh, pretty much for her performance. Uh, the story around it was fine. Um, uh, and it's one of those things where I dive myself, I dive into it and I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to be investing in this person's life. And, uh, for me, I'm, I'm a fan of Marie Coven and a, a fan of, uh, Rosamund Pike for taking on this role because she, uh, had to put it out there a couple of times. So nice. Yeah. Good honor. Um, if you want to watch private war is streaming on Amazon prime. <sighs> All right. So, I uh, I requested and you you obliged and assigned me a documentary uh, called "Until the Light Takes Us" from two thousand and eight, streaming on Amazon Prime, and it is about uh, Norwegian death metal, uh, and oh man. <laughs> No, it's right. a it's a challenging watch, um, well, so just I'm from a technical standpoint. <laughs> yeah, I'm an hour into this movie, and for the first 40, 34 minutes, it was yeah. just like bland. No, no, there was some crazy stuff that happened, like guy shooting himself in the head and all that stuff. Yeah, but it that, was bland. But that almost gets glossed over. Part, mm -hmm. All of a sudden, the people on screen. Like at before that, they were just talking about the people that they grew up with and they were, you know, rocking with. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they started saying, "What? What was his name? Faust." Yeah. He went out and killed the F word, and I appreciate him and I love him for it. And then from there, it just goes like, "Oh, these guys are crazy." All the people they interview are nuts. Yes, dude straight up uh some wild shit um dude suicide fucking murder church burnings all in a fucking day's work too like the the laissez-faire attitude that the people that are interviewed have towards this is just un they're fucking sociopaths yeah and uh, yeah Unfucking oh, believable. Talk, I... Yeah. So, so the reason I say it's a, a it's a challenging watch from a technical standpoint is because I had to have my remote with me at all times because it's like one moment it's like the the video footage is shit. I don't know what I don't know where where this camera crawled out of, but it was definitely not two thousand nine. Um, but like all of a sudden it's really quiet and I can't hear anyone talking. And then all of a sudden the music is just blaring and I have to turn it down. Um, so from a technical standpoint, it's like it keeps you on your toes. Um, but just like I said, the the carefree uh, or, or the like, you know what? It's, it's part of rock and roll. That attitude that they have is absolutely insane. It's wild. And just the not only that are they would get mad at people for um being posers it's like 
well, these guys really aren't really setting fires to churches. Like, he yeah, would just not like, doing it in the right vein. Yeah, there was one guy who was like, yeah, you know, like he he talked a big talk, but I I heard that you know people were just coming to him and talking to him about the burnings, and he would say go ahead and do it, but he wasn't actually out there burning churches. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> What a shame. <laughs> this guy's such a poser. Um, and, and so the big <laughs> reveal, I guess, or maybe I just missed it. Because like I said, it, it technically it's a bit challenging. But the guy they're interviewing, Varg um, Vickerns, <laughs> is in fucking jail. Yeah. Like it, and it takes a while to like realize that, and then you forget about it because there's curtains in his room, and he's got a computer. In his exactly. Room. And you're like, oh, are we talking to the same guy? Yeah. Or? And and then all the you know, it's like he's just talking about. It seemed like these were bandmates that just grew apart, and like Varg's talking about something something else and he just he's moved on he doesn't live that life anymore uh he doesn't live that life anymore because he stabbed one of the guys from mayhem euronymous uh which was the uh guy who um you know named himself after the um netherworld spirit of rotting corpses <laughs> yeah uh euronymous is mentioned in the satanic bible anyways yeah. uh just a little quiz um yeah he's in jail because he stabbed that guy 27 times yeah with like a pocket knife and then yeah i yeah. like oh yeah 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 just just absolutely fucking insane um talk about like truth strength being stranger than fiction yeah um well I think a good companion piece is to listen to the podcast about yes. uh, uh, Disgraceland. Yeah. To listen because like it it's hard to keep the name straight in this movie. Like yeah. you don't do a real good job of that. Like you have like two guys that you're It's not laying. a well-made movie. Right. There's two guys that are kind of telling the narrative of this story. Mm -hmm. And 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 they're unreliable narrators because they're telling their own truth. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's OK. I like I don't want to take over your review of this movie because I haven't watched it. <laughs> and but it's it's a little mind blowing at times. Yeah, the it is. Things at the things they're saying. It's it's very much so. And and uh, so I I've got it pulled up here. Uh, Disgraceland. Um, it's an episode from March 19th, 2018. It's called Norwegian Black Metal, Satanic Rebellion, Murder, and Worse. Uh, and I actually think that it kind of goes the other way around where I would listen to the podcast first mm -hmm. and then watch the documentary because um, yep. you have a little bit of foundation. Uh, but... It, it's just it's crazy uh how just out of control these things spun and it's to a much more wild degree than i think anything we've seen stateside but you did have um 
just just hip hop or, or rap, for example, you have the the rise of gangster rap, and you have people like prominent figures like Ice Cube, who is a tremendously talented storyteller and lyricist, um, who wasn't really a gangbanger, right? Um, but he was, you know, kind of his perspective was funneled through living through poverty, of course, um, and then that influences a new generation of you know further down the line you have people like tk47 yes who scored his first big hit while he was on the run for a murder charge yes uh and it you kind of see the same thing devolve through here where these guys are talking about like crazy shit and then the generation beneath them is like yeah we we heard that they weren't even really actually setting churches on fire (laughs) yeah (laughs) Okay. And, and you and you try to like it. It's almost like would would, and this is like, do I am I being more Tipper Gore or what am I doing here? Like, is would those kids, whether it's you know the gang banners, did mm-hmm. what what perpetuated what? Right. So did the the culture influence the music, or did the music influence the culture? And, and like, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, right? I don't think there's. I don't think there is a. a chicken or an egg type situation like i don't think right. there's it's a direct like answer a, like a, a, a snowball coming down the mountain yeah you know just gathering all the debris whether it's one side or the other and it's just and like i you know i'm all i'm like almost to the point of a free speech absolutist like i will like you can say what you want yeah but uh, like it's almost like w- the way they picture it in Norway is that it's almost a perverted, like a, a almost a black mirror version of it. Like it's a little off kilter. Like they do it to an extreme that it's almost, it's dangerous. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, it made me uncomfortable this movie and mm-hmm. I'm not even done with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and I'm definitely not uh, advocating that, uh, you know, ga- gangster rap is the the um, cause of gang violence or anything like that. I, I just think that, like, the, the world we live in is different than the world that Ice Cube came of age in, mm. and uh, I, I don't think that gangster rap ever made anyone, you know, it's there's that's already been proven that there's no correlation between violent video games and violent acts, violent music and violent acts, violent movies and violent acts, uh, violent comic books and violent acts. Like, it, but it is just like it's funny to see this new generation of these, uh, you know, Satanist guys being like, well, they, you know, yeah, they were talking about it, but from what I understand, they weren't actually doing it. I would. The thing I would say is, it didn't cause them to do it because a sociopath or a psychopath is a psychopath and a sociopath. It's not no no amount of music or whatever is going to do that. But but it gave them an outlet and it gave them a canvas to paint on it. Yeah, you know what I mean, like a a way to express their sociopathic means or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um. And in both you know both hip hop and in, uh, you know and in norwegian death music yeah or death metal you know so it's yeah. like you know the people that were going to kill people are going to kill people right um but it's just 
the means in which they are the well the canvas in which they paint, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, it's almost like an like an opportunistic thing. Yeah, I was like, hey, these guys are talking about churches burning down. I'm thinking about burning down churches. I think cutting myself is metal as fuck. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get down with this crowd, and yeah. like-minded people tend to find a way to find find each other. So yeah, yeah, maybe it was a foregone c- conclusion. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a wild story. Um, as far as, like I said, a couple times now, technically it's rough. Le- leans more towards a mess than, than a polished picture for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and the story, t- like the way they edited it, I think was, is the big thing is because yeah, the people that were telling the story, like they could have edited it a little bit better and they, they probably needed a narrator in this because the the people that were talking like you're following along but like you're like okay there's death and death there's a band death and there's a guy named death yeah and then the the guy named death does something and like they were following but and he's kind of like the people they all follow because he was the first of but he was in a band death and then mayhem comes up and it's just like okay let's sort it out a little bit yeah yeah could use a little help there and i think that's where the the podcast comes in as far as being a good establishing a foundation um uh, yeah there's some wild shit there's two really graphic things in here one is the the mayhem album cover um which did not shock me because i knew about it already and saw it already and it gave me pause once already um and then later on, there is a guy who appears to be doing some sort of performance art piece where it's more towards the end of him, like, cutting himself in public. Yeah. Uh, well, I remember. I think I remember that from the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but seeing it is is very, yeah. like, strange and, like, is this real? It's like, oh, like, <laughs> it's you're wondering what's going to happen and then it happens before you have time to even be like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like look away. Um, yeah. It's like the, the Bud Dwyer, uh, the Congressman or oh the treasurer. God. Yeah. Yeah. Who shot like, him. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It, it, cause like, I don't know what it is, man. Cause like, uh, cause I, well, you said you've seen that album art before. I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it. And it, it was pretty brutal. Yeah. It was like um like the fact that you would take the picture and it's a fucking crime scene, yeah. Yeah, and like make that your album art, like that's I mean, it's it's sad you hate you hate to hear that, you know, someone took their own life, but at at the same time being as uh you know, as un uh unencouraging as possible uh while while maintaining that's pretty fucking metal. <laughs> yeah. It's super metal. <laughs> it's like, I it's and it's one of those things where it kinda like comes in waves. Like when I looked it up, I looked at it and I was like, what am I looking at? And then by the time you figure it out, it's too late. Yeah. You're like, oh, I can't unsee that. Oh, neat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, pretty rough stuff. 
Um, I, as far as recommending it goes, I don't know. I wouldn't watch it without the podcast. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I so mean, as really, far as I'm, yeah. Yeah. If you want to watch this, I I think you need to go, um, go a little deeper and actually go seek out. Uh, once you're done listening to Bruin View, Span the Void, and Mavs, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, because you got so much time. Uh, check, check out, out Disgraceland. Disgraceland. It's a little. It's a little over dramatic, but it's um, yeah. There's. Um, it's polished it's a little, and it's a little uh, affecty. Yeah, you know, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that but was the he does, he does tell a pretty good story. He does, yeah, and and he likes what he does, and that always helps. Yeah. Um, Very good. But yeah, so I wouldn't recommend it unless you're gonna really make uh, make the effort. Um, like I said, that's the March 19th, 2018 episode of Disgraceland, Norwegian Black Metal, Satanic Rebellion, Murder, and Worse. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, Take Cave 47, a nationwide manhunt in art imitating life. I did listen to that one, but I didn't know it was so nearby. That was in May of 2018. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, Disgraceland. It's um, I'm the thing uh, to kind of veer off topic a little bit. The thing that always weirds me out about Disgraceland is um, the advertising. Yeah. The advertising seems so strongly geared towards middle aged women. Yes. That there, it just I doesn't. Mean, for the like, first what, like six or seven episodes, it was all like a Madison. Yes. Yeah, it was all about hair coloring. Yeah. <laughs> like, when, what yeah. is the demographic for this show? I know. Which, hey, if that's what um, middle-aged women are listening to, more power to them. I, you know, we we have something in common we can talk about. But it just didn't. <laughs> it just felt very left field. Yeah. I got a middle, middle-aged woman who is my favorite person in the world. There you go. Me too. It's weird calling her middle age, but she is. She's forty. Yeah. Well, you know, if Earth's gonna stop being inhabitable in twenty fifty, we're all getting to be middle age. That's right. Oh yeah, man, exciting times. Um, sorry. No, no, no. It's all no, good. Talking to my wife. Sorry. Oh. Well, on behalf of her, it's all good. Hmm. Hey, it's okay. Um, getting old is, uh, it's part of the game. Yes. It's what we all want to do. <laughs> yeah. We all just want to grow up and here we are. Um, so I did watch another movie all right. and we talked about, talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, Devin recommended a movie. Yes. Um, called the next three days from 2010. Uh, stream on uh, Amazon right now. Check out this cast. Ready? Yeah. Russell Crowe, Elizabeth mm-hmm. Banks, Liam Neeson. Olivia Wilde. Daniel Stern. Nice. 
Uh, Brian Dennehy. Oh, Dennehy. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, the Rizzo's in his. Of course he is. Um, He's friends with Russell Crowe. Yes. Why not? Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Morgan. Uh, uh, Lenny James is in this. Uh, there's a bunch of character actors in here that you just recognize. Oh, mm-hmm. one bad guy. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, Kevin Corgan. Oh. Uh, yeah. You know who he is. Yes, I do. Um, so, uh, directed by Paul Haggis. Haggis? Who also did uh, his... Sorry. Oh, filmography director. He did... I think he did... Um, or for fuck's sakes. Uh, he did Crash. Yeah, I think he he writes a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he did. He yeah, he has a lot of writing credits. So forty nine writing credits. But anyways, Quantum of Solace. There you go. Yeah. Casino Royale. Uh, I didn't know he wrote Flags of Our Fathers. He did the story for Letters from Iwo Jima. Million Dollar Baby. There you go. Yeah. So he's yeah. got some good stuff. Yeah, and he he's also has eat. Crash and Quantum of Solace. Uh, so, out of all the movies I watched this week, this was the best one. Nice. Um, this has... Uh, I don't really want to get into the plot other than uh, a guy... You know what? I'm not even going to get into it. Into okay. it because it, it, it ruins the storytelling. Because the storytelling is so important in this movie. Um, and the acting is really well done and the direction is fine, but the storytelling is the key because it is less with more or more with less, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it barely tells you the plot, the summary, what's going on. It doesn't let you know, but it also has a tone about it and it's slow at start at the front end and it just like slowly builds slowly builds slowly builds and when it gets tense it it's so tense like i was uncomfortable watching this movie because it was so like the 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 stakes were so high because it got it it started so slow and it it did more with stakes than a lot of movies i've seen recently and it it, and because it was told the right way, um, uh, I, I can't remember a movie like not it's there's nothing visual about this. There's nothing like there's no great acting performance. I mean, they're all fine. There's a lot of great actors in this, but it, the way the story unfolds and the way it's told makes this movie good. And. I really appreciate that because it's um, I can't remember the last movie I saw like this where the story was so much more important than everything else. Hmm. It wasn't about the actors, the direction, or anything like that. It was all story based. And it, I know it takes everything. It takes direction. It takes acting. It takes all that editing and all that stuff. But the, the anxiety I had for the last 45 minutes of this movie um 
and when I talk about movies, I say, "If you did, you feel something." Mm. Fuck, I felt something in this movie, and it was really good. And like you could say, it's all put on, and like you wouldn't believe it. I understand that. I can get it. Like maybe it's not for you, but for me, loved it. Love this movie. Nice. Uh, yeah. So thank you, Devin. I will definitely check it out. And it takes place in Pittsburgh. So. Hey, there you go. I've heard of that place. Mm. All right. Um, I'm trying to think. I haven't really watched anything else. I just finished up the first season of The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a little bit, uh, but it is it is funny. And um, by the end of the first season, I was very much like, "What? what's going to happen next? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a very solid show. Amazon original. Uh, so it's streaming on Amazon Prime. And... I think that's really all uh all i watched yeah i talked about ice guardians i watched that right before uh the pod last week so it's all i got unfortunately um how how far did you get in uh catastrophe on amazon uh the first two seasons definitely got okay. through those yeah yeah and it's one of those things where it can lay in yeah. wait because like the so next easy season, to pick up because it doesn't even you just know their relationship and mm-hmm. you don't know need to know what happened last they'll, they'll tell it to you you don't need yeah. to know yeah they do the recaps um, yeah not even that it's the recap is kind of it's yeah, the story is non like it's the story is good it's fine but it's more it's the really the about like the the characters getting to or the actors getting to explore their characters. And what's and great they do is a phenomenal like, you don't job. even need to, like you remember, you'll remember the character. So you don't really, don't really need to know what the story is. Cause you know yeah. how they're going to try to react or, you know, it's uh, yeah. Yeah. It's good writing. It's good it writing. is. It's a great show. Um, like for comedic performances, like everyone is just, they're, they're, <laughs> they're all excellent. Um, but I, I just love the friend Chris. He's yeah. just he's so great. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of one of those. And another one that I always kind of pop in on. Um, and maybe I'm only thinking of it because it's on Amazon Prime as well. But um, curb your enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. like, I'll sit and watch three or four episodes, and then I won't even think about it for two months. Well, neither do they. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> I don't know if I ever. Uh, I have to tell Matt this. He'll give me shit for it. But I thought that that was a documentary about Larry David until <laughs> maybe the like second, like midway through the second, maybe the third episode. All right. I was like, this is so weird. Yeah. Like, is, is there a camera crew? Yeah. I I just because it was it kind of was shot in that like. uh you know, it didn't have very high production value. And, yeah. like, obviously, the guy is, you know, George is famously based on him. And uh, what has he been up to since Seinfeld? <laughs> so I th- I definitely thought it was a documentary for minimum one episode. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Probably, I think they did their job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know. But yeah, those those kind of those shows will kind of lie dormant for me a little bit. Um, I have the shows that I watch with OT. I was telling you earlier, we stay caught up on uh, Bob's Burgers and AP Bio. Usually while we're having dinner. Um, but yeah, it's just shows here and there. Not a lot of movies this week. It's all right. It's all right. Um, so yeah, let's get into assignments and get the flock out of here. Walk a flock of flame out of here. All right. Uh, so for you, uh, a, uh, perhaps glaring, oh, this is shameful, glaring hole in your repertoire. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what you think next week. Um, from 1975, Monty Python and the Holy Grail streaming on Netflix. Yes, I shall check it out. The horse that goes what? Nay? Knee? Something. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's quoted all the time. I hear it all the time. The clip-cloppity stuff. Yeah. So, yes, I need to watch it. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Uh, for you, a yes. movie I saw recently, and um, it's going to be interesting to talk about because I really, I actually liked uh, Valhalla, or not Valhalla Rising, uh, oh. Value. Was it Valley Uprising? Yes, Valley. Yeah, Valley Uprising and Valley Uprising. <laughs> yeah, two different movies. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um, so, but I did see Free Solo and I really liked it. It won the Oscar for Best Documentary last year. Streaming on Hulu right now. So check out Free Solo. Yes, I am looking forward to it. Um, I wasn't crazy about Valley Uprising, but um, I am, and I think. It, the the thing that turned me off was how um self-aggrandizing those climbers were yeah but the guy that free soul is about is very much just like yeah I climb mountains so yeah yeah it's it's a weird yeah i well we'll talk about it next week yep cuz i uh was asking my wife about him mm-hmm. we'll get into it um cool uh oh for y'all if you want to listen to some or watch something different yeah uh a movie that is a classic uh yes what is not the first x-rated movie but the first x-rated movie to be nominated for best picture i think definitely um Um, i believe that is correct it's before they had like it's before they had the pg-13 or r rating or something i forget what it was they like definitely they, didn't have PG-13. Yeah. Well, anyways, Midnight Cowboy from 1969. Nice. Um, Stream on Amazon. Uh, starring uh, John Voight and Dustin Hoffman. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm walking here. Yeah. Yeah. Is what? Year 69. Is the rat... Um, from Muppets, named <laughs> named after Dustin Hoffman's uh, it, character. It absolutely, could have been because that was like a. That's one of those zeitgeist things, right? It's like one of those. Yeah, yeah. Razzo Rizzo. Razzo Rizzo. Hmm. Yeah, interesting movie. If you haven't seen it, definitely, definitely, definitely worth checking out. Uh, streaming on. Amazon Prime, like you said. Uh, I've got one, and I'm 
a little I'm like 90% sure at this point that I've recommended it before, but it's in Bruges from 2008 on Netflix. Oh yeah. Hey, keep recommending it cuz if you haven't watched it. Yeah, we haven't got we haven't got any feedback on it, so. Yeah, it's a good movie. It. It's worth yeah, watching. It's really it's so much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, um well, Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson just, they work so good together. They, yeah, yeah, they're excellent together. <laughs> it's in fucking Bruges. Uh, hmm. So yeah, check it out. It's on Netflix. I have a postcard from uh, Mr. Brennan when he went to Bruges, and uh, he <laughs> threw a great quote on there. It's a Bruges is a shithole. One gay beer for my gay friend. One normal beer for me because I am normal. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all the postcard said. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to get get the joke, watch in Bruges. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. So next week we're talking about free solo and Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and uh, we'll give you our uh, yay or nay on the recommendations. And um, while you wait, we've got uh, In Bruges and Midnight Cowboy streaming on Netflix and Amazon Prime, respectively. Yeah, yeah. And if you got a movie you want us to watch, let us know because we'll watch it. I just proved it this week. Yep. Science. Proof is in the pudding. Mm. All right. Any, uh, an- any final thoughts? Until then? Until, I don't know. All right. Until us? Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go drink some more. All right.